Hey everybody, hope you're doing well. It is Monday, February 14th at 1.52. Happy Valentine's Day to you and yours. If you have not gone out and purchased some chocolates or some something to wear or maybe maybe a beverage for your special someone, then what are you doing? Goodness gracious, if you can't celebrate the made-up holidays that were created to uh, boost the greeting card inter- in- industry, uh, you should be uh, questioning what your life is all about. In all seriousness, good, it's a good excuse if you got a, if you got a spouse, which I do. Um, it's always a good excuse to, to um, celebrate them and what they mean to you. So, so go get them something. you got a few hours before the end of the workday. Go get them something and um, tell them you love them. It's a stupid holiday, but, but they're worth it. So anyway, all right, so that is not why we're getting together today. The, way we're get, the, day, the reason we're getting together today is a good friend of mine had a great observation. I wanted to share it with you, and I wanted to share a couple other things with you. First one, so it's like three, three points. The first one, uh, Brian Newbert talked about this in, um, in his postgame wrap-up. He, he compared the Rutgers-NC State game to the Michigan and Maryland game. And, wow, I, I, I think that's brilliant. Because if you look at those two, um, and one of the things that I've struggled really vocalizing or clearly expressing is that after the Rutgers game, it felt like Purdue did not get the wake-up call that I thought they would get. They did not have the shot in the arm. They did not have the energy. They did not look like the team that I thought they would be. Um, and they came out versus Cincy State, looked very flat, played with fire. Remember, that game went into overtime. They found a way to win. Big win. Uh, big win on an interesting stage. Remember, that was, at, um, that was in um, where the Nets play. This one, you had Michigan, which was an absolute drubbing. And then right after, you have the Maryland game. Maryland game, Purdue looks absolutely awful, just like Purdue did versus NC State. They found a way to win. Didn't take overtime. Just took a regulation, a little bit of a, kind of a, what about a five, six minute span where Purdue actually flipped the switch and played like they're capable of playing. Everybody's seen what we're seeing. Everybody's seen what I talked about in the post game. For the Michigan game, and that is this team's gassed. But why are they gassed? So let's let's get into a little bit of analytical view from my pal A.A. Ron, who uh, lives out in uh, currently lives out in New York, uh, but he's a Boiler fan. He's uh, he's Boiler royalty in my opinion. But he had a great observation. He had a couple really. First one, he said there are only uh, two teams in the top twenty-five to play twenty-six games so far. Murray State is the other one, who just entered the poll. I think they're twenty-fifth. But this is, the, this is the really interesting factoid, if you want to look at one. Um, and then we can look at the schedule in a second. But this is a really interesting factoid. Between the Ohio State game and the Northwestern game that is coming up this week on Wednesday or Thursday, whatever it is. Let's see. I'll tell you. Uh, the Northwestern game is Wednesday. But between those two games, okay, so that's, a, that's an 18-day period. Purdue has played more games than anybody in America. And um, specifically, more games than any teams that are of importance right now in the run, especially in the top five. And if you look at Purdue's circle, other conference flows. Let's look at that real quick. If you're curious, in the last eight, in that 18-day span, UCLA will have played four games. Illinois will have played four games. 
Michigan will have played five. Michigan State will have played five. Gonzaga will have played four. Purdue will have played seven. So if you wonder why Purdue is gassed, why they're playing a little sluggish, why they're playing a little tired, there's your reason. Now, here's the problem. Tired or not, regardless of the circumstance, this is something you got to get through. And so I said fight or flight in the, um, in the title of this because it really doesn't matter what the circumstance is, why it's this way. It's chance for Purdue to fight or fly or get out of here, right? And if they fight, if they dig deep, if they go through. So Northwestern, it's a winnable game. It's a team they should beat. But Northwestern's also a Big Ten foe. They've got Boo Booey, who can absolutely torch a team if you're not watching them, right? And they've got um, um, Adij, and they've got other guys. They're a good team. They're a Division I basketball team. They're a, they're a Big Ten team. But Purdue should win that game. It's at Northwestern. Purdue should win that game. It's an easy trip. There'll be a lot of Purdue fans. There always are in Northwestern. So Purdue needs to dig deep and find a way on that one. The next one is Rutgers. So they play Rugger at Mackey Arena. And Rugger absolutely owns Purdue. So that might be the pivotal game of the season for a couple reasons. For me, if you can get rid of some of these demons that they've been fighting and beat Rugger, I think then they go through the stretch to end the season undefeated. And the reason I think that is because then the timing starts looking better. The games are teams that I think this team will be hyper-motivated to beat. Um, like somebody said, it's tough to get up for Maryland. Sure it is. Sure it's tough to get up for Maryland. But the problem is you have to get up for Maryland. You don't have a choice in this deal, right? So you can say this is something that it's difficult. Yeah, it's all difficult. These guys are Division One athletes. They're, 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 they're tough guys, okay? But it's time to, um, some would say, um, well, I'm not going to say that phrase. It's time for them to make a decision of what they want to be. That's what it is. Um, and I think they've already made the decision, which is, a, is tough. I don't know if they're the killer that we all thought they would be. But they could show they are in the next, what, four or five games. Let's look at these games real quick in depth. Northwestern at Northwestern. It's a 9 p.m. game. Thank God, another 9 p.m. game. I will be up till 2 in the morning again because I'll get all wound up. Regardless, win or lose, if it's positive, I'll be totally stoked. Be happy. Come here and talk to you guys about that after the game. If they lose, I'll come here and talk to you after the game if I, if I can do it. And um, But I'll be jacked up, okay? So then they play Rutgers, okay? And that's at Mackey. That's a game Mackey will be on fire. It'll be awesome. Then you got at Michigan State, a ranked foe. They're 19th right now. Then you got at Wisconsin. They're 15th. That one, that's a tough game. But that's the game that we're, this is where Matt Painter can do what he usually does, which is win at the Kohl Center. And Wisconsin, to me, has shown some reason to believe that they're not as good as their record. They look more like a team. I can't remember. I, I saw a national media person say this, and I, I tend to agree. They look more like a bubble team, really, when it's when the chips are down, then they do a team that's a shoe-in to get a high seed. Um, and I think they may show that in the next couple games. Sure as hell hope so. And then finally, on March 5th, Purdue will finish versus IU in senior day. Uh, and it'll be Jaden Ivey's last game at Purdue. It'll be a big one. I have no reason to believe Purdue isn't dialed in for that one, regardless of what happens before that. But these next two games, I think, are hypercritical, right? And so let's dig in a little deeper why they are. you got February 16th, so that is a three-day 
break between Maryland and Northwestern. Then a nice four-day break, and that extra day will make a huge difference to Painter and company in how they address practice and getting these guys ready for the game. Painter said multiple times in the last couple weeks, I just haven't had time to get ready for X. One of those things he didn't have time to get ready for was the press versus, was it, um, I think it was versus Michigan. But he talked about that. It was Illinois. So we just didn't have time because of the bunched games. Well, so you've got a four-day four break after Northwestern before Rugger. Then you got a six-day break, and this is the one I've been talking about. And then I think you have a four-day break, and then you have another four-day break. And then you have the Big Ten tournament, which I don't care about at all. The whole point is this is a critical stretch for Purdue. This is a time that they can do some big things and um, really define who they are. Um, I'm going to put a little parallel out here. Josh was in the live comments after the Maryland game, and he compared, I think it was Josh. If it's not, I apologize. But he compared his class he teaches, I think he said there were 10-year-old kids, um, to some of the mentality of the Purdue basketball team. Well, I also coach. I coach my daughter's soccer team right now. I've coached my son's basketball teams and baseball teams and football teams and love coaching. But... um, One thing you forget, uh, especially as an old person, is the fatigue level of kids, it's still there even though it doesn't show up quite the same. They hide it a little bit better than we old people do. When I get tired, I am done, right? I'm dragging. I used to be a guy that could just run and run and run on the basketball court, uh, make people tired and kind of beat them by attrition. As I got older, that changed. Um, But when I coach my daughter's soccer team, we have uh, double headers every now and again in the indoor league. The funny thing about these, the indoor league that's been proven out is no team won their second game in their double he- header. None of them. And everybody had to play, I think, three double headers, the way this silly league was designed. The girls didn't look tired, and after the game, they didn't look like they were going to throw up or anything, but they clearly played a different way, right? Purdue is at that position, really, in the season. The difference between these little girls that I coach and the, and the finely tuned athletes that are the Purdue men's basketball team is Purdue has a lot of talent and they need to really find a way to dig in to the resources at hand, that talent, and go out and just handle their business. Uh, Justin from the site, Jay, always says, just look at it like a business trip. When you go on the road, Purdue needs to look at it like a business trip. Handle their business, go get the win, head out, head home. That's really what Purdue needs to be at this point. And that's where it's interesting. Matt Painter really likes to think of his teams like that. They have a job to do. Go do their job. That's also what Bill Belichick, another great coach. And I said the other night versus after, or the other afternoon, yesterday after Maryland, I said, Painter handles this team like a pro team. And I've been thinking about that a lot. I think that's absolutely true. I think he's handling them in a way that he feels is respectful and respectable. That he, they've earned it. They've warranted that. They've garnered that uh, respect. The problem is, these are still young guys. Somebody mentioned this in the comments. Purdue's team is extremely young. In, in spite of the fact they've got three seniors, they're still very young after that. And um, even the seniors, though, are not guys that are old seniors. We've seen guys like, oh, um, Vincent Edwards was kind of a... Uh, kind of a mature type, right? He just kind of did his job. He was relatively consistent almost his entire career. They don't have that guy on this team. Trey Williams sometimes seems to um, lose focus 
uh, he needs different motivational, psychological things to push the buttons. Like, you know, if he's starting or if he's um, coming off the bench, that has mattered heavily to him. Um, Hunter has had stretches of his career where he's flat out disappeared. Um, and Sasha, of course, I mean, he's a shooter um, and he's been pretty consistent, but he's had stretches where he has been nowhere. Uh, from shooting standpoint, remember he went to, through a whole period of time in his career where I think he couldn't shoot on the road too. So he's gotten better. They've all gotten better. Um, but this leadership thing is a big deal for this team. And the fact that they're young is a big deal. Uh, I'm going to wrap it up today. This was, this, this was intended just to be some food for thought, a quick cast, uh, something to look ahead in the coming days. I don't think I'm going to have another one before the Northwestern game unless something breaks or happens. Hopefully there's no reason to do that. Um, but thanks to our sponsors, Martin Vintage, uh, Gridiron Metalworks, and AJ's. Appreciate all three of them. And uh, if you're, uh, of course, at the game, the Rutgers game specifically, and you need a pint and uh, something to eat, go to AJ's. Head over to Martin Vintage, classic T-shirts, good stuff, Purdue family. And then Gridiron Metalworks, uh, Derek uh, is uh, still at the helm doing some good things. Great gifts, awesome stuff there, high-quality gear. Um, let me uh, read some comments, and I'll head out of here. Theodore Berkey says, if I were painter, if you were painter, would you drill them in practice this week or try to let them recover? <clears throat> this is tricky. And this is the thing we we're talking about. I think, I think painter still needs to let these guys physically recover. I think that's a big deal. But the problem with that physical recovery is you're not getting them in the position where you're running the practices that make Purdue so good. Uh, the practices that get Purdue ready. There's a reason that when Purdue's coming off of a long break, generally they look pretty dialed in. I can historically, during Painter's time, I can go through a bunch of different circumstances where this happened. Most recently, I think about Butler. Okay, So Purdue had those really bad two games. They had the Rutgers game and the NC State game. And then they had a six-day break. And then they played Butler. And they played their best game of the season, I would argue. And I think it statistically has proven out to be the best game of the season. So um, Purdue was dialed in in that game, though. The defense was incredible. The offense was what we expect. Very, very complete game. So, but at this point, these guys need, it may be, I mean, whatever he did this last game to get them ready, maybe do the opposite because it did not work heading into Maryland. This team needs something. And I always say one of the biggest things a coach does is push psychological buttons. And sometimes you have to mix things up just to do that. Um Let's see. Uh, yeah, you need somebody there. Uh, Morgan Underhill says uh, you need uh, Grady effort. Yeah, you need, you really do. You need that Grady Eifert type effort. You really do need that on this team right now. And there are a couple guys that show it at times. It looks like, to me, Mason Gillis has hit a hell of a wall right now. But Gillis is a guy, he's still running. He's still trying to do it, but he's just not playing the way he's expected. Um, and also, Ethan Morton has been very consistent on his um, level of effort. Good thing for Ethan. He doesn't have to play the minutes that the other guys do. Uh, I don't know if you saw the Painter post game. I wanted to tell you guys this too. A lot of people have been asking about Newman. We talked about it on one of the live things. Painter just said simply the the reason Newman isn't playing much is because Ivy is playing. He's the starter, and then the second guy is. Um, I know he said Morton was in there. Um, can't remember who the second guy was. Maybe it was Thompson. Um, and then he had Morton in there, and he said the problem is Newman's minutes are sparing. So he's coming in off the bench cold, and his he's not great in that role right now. Um, and so he's not playing. I don't know if I love that explanation, honestly. Uh, 
but I also know Newman hasn't been playing great. So it would love to see, I'd love to see him have an important part of a win down the stretch here, either in the regular season or in the tournament. I would I mean it'd be storybook for me to watch Newman hit a three to help Purdue get to the third weekend, right? To get through past the Elite Eight. But right now that's kind of a pipe dream looking at what we're looking at right now. This Purdue team is incomplete at best, needs to show some improvement, needs to get over the swoon they're in. Um, yeah, Bryce, Bryce Comfort has a great point. This is easy point. You don't get any breaks in March. You don't. Uh, nobody does. Uh, but the whole point about that I was say, talking about earlier is the, the fact the sheer number of games Purdue's played in the last 18 days is noteworthy. I think it's real. It's not something like it's being constructed by somebody. Uh, the problem is you got to deal with what you got. Um, uh, Bryce asks again, should you try to develop a new threat when the three-point shot isn't working, or do you live and die by it? What do you have now? Um, what this team is is what this team is at this point, right? I don't know if you're going to develop anything new um, other than maybe a guy that, like Newman, getting back to what he's capable of playing. To me, that's that's going to be the biggest change. If any change can happen, it'll be a guy like Newman playing a bigger, bigger role in a couple games. Um, and being ready. I think that's what you really have to have. You have to have these guys that are, have their minutes have shifted or shrunk or whatever. Those guys have to be ready. I think that's the best thing to do. Um, and Newman has the capability to shoot from anywhere, really, and when he's hot. So, um, But that's not really what Painter... Painter has talked over and over. Brandon's game, his, his defensive game, is greatly um, predicated on how, what his offense looks like. And... I would say the whole Purdue team is that way. When they start hitting threes, when they start getting rolling, they start playing defense harder. And they even addressed that in the post-game conference. I think Painter did. And that's just kind of one of the things Painter's talked about all season with this team not being the mentally strongest team he's coached. And I think that's very, very apparent. Um, let's see. Uh, Morgan Underhill says, I'd rather have Newman over, um, over Isaiah Thompson. I like Isaiah Thompson, it's, it, and Morgan says it's because he can't guard the same guys. And, and I, I tend to agree, physically, Newman should be a better defender, but there must be something happening. If, if Newman was, was capable of playing the level of defense that Painter is generally uh, expecting out of players, I think he'd be in there more. Um, but there's something happening there that Painter doesn't like what he sees. Um, and Painter was a little smart aleck in the answer. If you go back and watch the post game, you can make your decision for me and comment below or whatever at Twitter. But uh, Painter is pretty clear uh, that Newman's going to have a hard time getting minutes as the season goes out. Um, but Newman does have, uh, Morgan, I agree, Newman does have great athleticism, size, ability. Um, yeah, he's a great player, no doubt. Um, and I think he'll. I, I hope he finds it again uh, at Purdue. I, I really do. hope he gets back to it. Um, uh, Bryce has one more. Bryce Kumper has another uh, point. He says, take an early exit in the Big Ten tournament. Use this as the break uh, for the real test. Okay. So the problem about this, okay, I, I think it's hard to turn a team down, right, and say, okay, we're not really going to go into this tournament thinking we're going to win. And I don't think Painter would do that because of that. You don't want to get a team mentally – um, off their game. So I think Purdue will go in and just play their game, do what they do. And my guess is they'll probably win a game or two and then they'll lose um, just because they they may see the Big Ten tournament as I do. I don't know what Painter thinks about it, honestly, but I just think it's completely un unimportant. I don't think it's helped Purdue seeding when they've made runs. I don't think it's hurt them when they've gotten knocked out. Um, I just hate that event. So 
That's okay. Uh, so I tend to agree, but I don't think you can tell a team that. I, I don't think you can do it, especially this team. Again, we talk about the mental or the uh, the toughness or whatever of some teams. Purdue, this team doesn't have that. Uh, doesn't seem to have it. So, well, that's about it, guys. Um, I appreciate uh, appreciate you checking in, the people that are live. Um, appreciate um, everybody that uh, listens and watches. And um, hopefully next time we're talking, the next uh, after that 9 p.m. tip-off versus Northwestern, we're, in, we're all in good spirits. And Purdue handles their business because I think this is a critical portion. So that's about it. Have a great day. God bless you. Hammer down. We'll see you soon.